is up, fam? This is Morgan McCunis, and welcome back for another episode of Midnight Thoughts. Here with me today, I have Brian Solomon. Hey, how's it going, guys? My name is Brian Solomon. I'm definitely uh, happy to be here as well. So, um, it's kind of funny. I, I made plans with Brian to come up onto this podcast. Honestly, after a couple d- drinks, he he gave me like a really good story, and I I invited him on here, and then I was he showed up, and I was kind of like, to be honest. I don't know what your story's about. <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to be new for you guys, and it's going to be new for me. Um, but you told me right when you walked in that you, what, what's your profession again? So uh, it's executive protection. So you do basically protection for high-profile clients. Um, that uh, Everybody usually starts uh, after a residential area, um, and then you move your way up. So depending of the client, if he wants you to go with him to the store, which everybody well, fights for that. They want always want to walk the client, so it's it's pretty competitive as well. Like everybody just wants to move up. They want to just move to that next level. Always going with the client, so uh, it's a it's a definitely a great job just because um you're you're protecting the client, but you have this is a it becomes a lifestyle. Okay, so now I remember. I definitely remember why I asked you to be on this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Going back, like where, what got you into this profession? Like what, all, what made you really want to start doing this? Cause that's, you are the first person mm-hmm. I've ever met. That's like a, a bodyguard. Yeah. So what, uh, it, sorry, it all started when I was working at a park nightclub. Uh, I was security there. One of the, I guess, bouncer you can say. And I wanted the opportunity to take one of the artists, you know, like to drive and I, I got the opportunity. It was like one of my favorite artists, actually, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I got." So I got to take him, drive him home, actually, with his bodyguard. So that's how it really all started with him. Um, I was doing the driving, and I had his. Uh, I don't know if you guys know his name is YG. <laughs> Shout out. Um, Who's so, YG? YG. Uh, he's a uh, his artist, a he's rapper. Not, oh, that, yeah. Okay. No, I'm I'm definitely no, not no, at the time. No, you know, you probably know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know his songs. Um, I remember his bodyguard was pretty big, like just he wouldn't fit. He doesn't fit in the car, and he was just like, when I was driving, he was just, I was already nervous because I mean he was just everything. He was just watching me in my my every move, and I had um his client, which is why he was behind, all hungover. I remember, <laughs> and his entourage, so that's where like it really all started seeing him since the day before he performed. That's when I watched the his bodyguard just. And uh, when he was performing, I just saw what he was doing, and he was really looking the whole crowd. He was just staring, but I was—I thought he was really daydreaming. But he, at this whole time, I found out he was staring at hands, you know. So, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> he was really looking at hands, to make so, sure. So, so what part of that made you like? This is what I want to do. Like, I want to be—I want to be doing that. That how that I uh, just. It really is just really just because I I was wanted he want to protect somebody and that just looked really like a, a good job just when I started bouncing I guess you can say but I already I kind of have experience with, but more with a corporate security so I would there, I was traveling and doing security for me big meetings I guess for it was a manufacturer so they were making medicine for cancer patients so you don't want so my job my role was to not let anybody inside those meetings to get any type of um, information or competitors. 
So that's one part how it really started. But the main was taking the artist. And then to follow that up, I got to do this ex-NBA player um, as well. At his, he had a, a house. No, it was a pool party down here in San Diego. And I remember I saw a Craigslist, a Craigslist ad, ad. And then they said, take a picture. And I sent my photo to see if I was going to get chosen. I mean, I didn't really think, honestly, I was going to get chosen. I was surprised. And I know why it said we need big people. Because when I arrived, you see a bunch of big old basketball players. And they're just humongous guys up there. So I understand why. Couldn't understand that. But it was a, a ex-NBA uh, player. I forgot his name. But I got to do that. Honestly, it was like just three of us um, at that pool party, I guess, doing security for him. And... That's how really, that's how I just wanted to keep doing it, I guess. And then that's when I got, I looked it, into it, what I need to do. And I spoke to one other person randomly on social media. His name is Tim. I still talk to him to this day. And I, I message him every time for advice. And he, one of the best, I think, uh, executive protectors as far as, we still talk, we don't even, we never seen each other, but What's, it's so what crazy. Kind of, what kind of advice is he giving you? Because uh, he's like, he does international. I mean, so he goes all literally just around the world. Like he's got houses here, so um, he does it. I'll, I'll show you, but because I seen his videos and I talked to him, he does executive, and that's how I really I messaged him. What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And then he was a really cool guy, honestly. Till to this day, like we were friends on uh, social media, and he he even has like I can go. He told me that I can go to him for like a word like. Use him as a reference as well. Just um, he he comes based out of, out of LA, but he travels around the world for the client. What so, kind of advice though did he give you? It just based advice is based basically what to have in my my sling bag, so what I have. So yeah, he came walking in here with like this little like side backpack, and I was yeah. like, what you what you got in there? It's like a it's like a like a mini yeah, a mini yeah. backpack, but like a like a side yeah, purse. Yeah, a sling. Yeah. Yeah, like a sling. Yeah. Like a sling. I literally was like, "What is that?" Yeah. So that's what you <laughs> usually carry, actually. Um, every your your everyday carry usually, especially when you're with your client, because you don't know what you gotta be ready with for anything. So you always have to be ready for shit to go down. And if there's got to be a certain like mental aspect mm -hmm. that you have that differs you from other people. So what, what would you say makes you the type of person that's good for a job like this as opposed to, like, like me? Like, could okay. I do it? It's Probably not. It's, it, honestly, it's all mental. You have It's about situations on high stress, but staying calm and just thinking um, and just executing the situation. And it's all about the client. It's not about going after, the, like, if there's a shooter. You don't, you don't go after. You, it's all about taking care of the clients to make sure the client's safe. Um, you take him wherever you, you tell the client like this is if things go down you they already know um you'll follow the whole route and stuff you'll talk to him through before anything. The main key is like he want you want to be trusted by him that he he knows when you talk to him and you explain to him everything how it's gonna it's gonna go down he's gonna feel safe because you're how confident you are so that's the point about learning like medical and stuff, first aid, that's like really high. Having a tourniquet is like probably the best one to have. It's high, if anything, if you don't have anything else. But a tourniquet is one of your main uh, tools in executive protection um, and for overall. But 
usually you're, you're going to have a, your medical kit in there. You're going to have um, for anything like your regular pepper spray, you know, you have anything concealed. So this is really like more of a concealed bag. So it's just for anything does happen, you go, you pull it. So I told you it's a size thing. You just pull down here and just pull out. But I have my wallet here for now. But yeah, oh, uh, so it, that's what like, it is. Well, you taking no, out of there. Yeah, so it's just like, it's just like you pull out basically. It's for concealed. Um, it, that's, why it's a, that's why it's called a sling bag. So it's just per, it's like a quick stuff in there. So like over here, so obviously. Um, He's got like scissors yeah, in my, here. My, my, it's all first aid kit. Yeah. So this is like a tactical um, the tourniquet I'm saying that we use. Uh, tourniquet? Yeah. So, yeah. you. He's, he's showing me right now. These like, yeah. is this like, what it's is tactical, it? tactical, yeah. Ta oh, this it's, is like. What, yeah, that's what you want. It's, I think it's more effective than the I wish regular. you guys could see this right yeah. now. Yeah. So basically, you just wrap this around. So, and then it's three three times. You wrap it up, but it has to be tight. It, you don't, And you don't, you have to layer it like, you no know, row by row. And Damn. during the academy, they'll have us do this like within 10 seconds and it's just repetition over and over and over with a dummy yeah so obviously with the academy like there must have been some intense training mm -hmm. that would have gone into having a profession like this like what what was the training like and also what was something that really stuck with you that you can remember so yeah definitely uh when i left that academy i was pretty proud of myself but uh <laughs> that academy yeah to what I didn't find out about this academy, that was part of their hiring process to see they had, you're basically getting scouted to see if you fit for the job. And uh, it's, so bef during that first week, it's all book, it's all your classroom because you have to know, like, you know, the whole concept to every key there and the purpose of everything. So, but the last, I remember the last two days, they, they told us it's going to be hell. We're not your friends and all this. And I, re <laughs> I remember, it was definitely hell. First, you know, waking up early, there was just... They literally even did, like, a metal detector. They scanned us all and everything, like, before we even started the whole uh, process, like, the scenarios. So it was two full days of scenarios, really. And, um, and it took a pretty legit, like, one... So it's all high-stress scenarios, like, like, legit high scenarios, but... And they, the purpose is, like, they want to see... How you react and if you listen you're listening because so what's, what's there, one of the like high stress scenarios that they <laughs> that you could give us like an example so of? one uh, so i'll tell you so let's say one was you're going to let's say you're in that uh, residential area house and every usually residential house or their house the family's house they all have a safe house a uh, safe room which is to, that's where they go if anything goes um if anything happens so one of the, the that was the scenario was there was a, I guess, a shooter in there, and then you were to save uh, the client. But they make the room very smoky, very intense, and you're getting shot by semi, uh, semi, semi rounds, I believe, and they're just very like what's, what's hard, a they're basically hard rubber bullets, like just oh, shit. like yes, okay. it's it's <laughs> they they let me ha they let you have it for sure, and I remember they will tell you so they will tell you the passcode so they'll show you the. The, the safe room this is the safe room this is the passcode and they say one time only and then to clear the room I guess that we're inside the safe room and when it was go time like we're not gonna say it again just one time and you go I remember going in and uh, you, you're wearing a helmet I guess but everything else you were just plain clothes and I 
I remember it was kind of foggy, but I just tipped and I just see those semi, uh, those semi was just going right, straight to me. And I was like, oh, damn. And I kind of flinched. That's what messed me up. But I didn't even see the client, honestly. Um, but she was on the bed, I guess. And I grabbed her. I ran there. And like, when I'm running there, I was just, they were just letting me have it with those like semi rounds. They make it real intense, like it's like re in reality. They, you have to, and you have to get that kind of without hesitation. And then you take her inside the safe room, and then that's where it comes down, like just the height and tense, closing the door, and remembering that passcode. Cause it's just... So literally being completely calm and composed while you're also running manic. Yes, <laughs> yes correct. Uh, the second one, <laughs> second one was getting attacked by uh, those uh, canine dog. Um, that wasn't too bad, except the second. Um, it was pretty intense still. Were you really protected by yeah. anything? So, okay. Yeah, so you're protected on the first <laughs> the first scenario. Um, you they have you in that bodysuit, and I was just so afraid that he's gonna like you know jump on my head still like. But you had, they have your arm out. You have your arm out, and he'll come. All you hear is the dog barking, just going nuts. You don't even see the dog, and you're. Just, <laughs> As soon as it was like, as soon as it's go time, they close the door. Like, and you're, it's just you and the dog, uh, just going at it. And you just, you just feel that tension of him, um, bark, um, just biting the shit out of you, really. So after that, you have to literally walk the dog back to the owner. <laughs> While he's, you literally have your arm up and the dog's hanging, just and you're walking with him to the owner, um, to give to return him. After that, they start yelling at you right right away to, to run back, and they'll take off the suit, and they're just yelling, running, and then you run back to the room, and then I remember they were telling me to cover my uh, face, and I'm like, and I just hear the dog just scratching his nails, and I'm like, wait, what what's going on? Like he just says, you sit there, you just stand right there, and you cover up, and then you, when you the dog comes, you roll back down, and I was like, what? And I was like, I don't have the suit, you know. <laughs> and then like you know all like, oh, I'm just like scared like what's going on like this dog's about to oh you hear yeah this nail is <laughs> this and he's dog's just ready eat me. <laughs> and next you know that's what happened they let the dog go and then you just all you hear is that wind like the the canine just jumping on you just attacking but I felt that's when I felt the muzzle so you you fall down and you start rolling with literally with the dog uh, the canine going back you're literally going back and forth with him until they tell you that it's to stop from there, from there, that's when it's like the pepper spray. They make you run down, and I've been pepper sprayed before, and I just, that was one of my weakest for me, I think. Just and I just saw him shaking that can, which <laughs> I have. Uh, deadly, it's a. Uh, this is probably the deadliest so be one. Be careful where yeah. you spray. No, where you know, you're it's nothing. Trust me, you're good. <laughs> I'm like, you it's spray a, me. Yeah, it's that saber red. I remember him shaking it, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I, I have this bad reaction. She's like. Feel like I just can't breathe. I um I actually have a friend, um, who Brittany Schaefer, um, who pepper sprayed herself mm. in the eyes, and then isn't it true that water can reactivate it? Oh yeah, yeah. I so guess. she she jumped in the shower. Yeah, yep. Yeah, she jumped in the shower and like made it ten times yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. That is, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, they like. I'm it pretty goes sure she away. did it to herself twice actually. <laughs> yes. It sucks, honestly. Yeah, because they have you, like, literally, when I, I got pepper spray, I remember they didn't let me start until my eyes were open. And it's like, it's such a burning sensation just trying to open your eyes, literally. And, like, just, it was it's pretty intense. It's like mental toughness trying yeah. to keep your eyes open. Literally, like, you, they won't let you start until your eyes are literally open. And, 
you go and just do whatever you gotta do and then when it was over they spray water across your face one time just literally and then just go sit down what <laughs> was like what the hell like why like, like yeah <laughs> i need more like and then uh the pain does go away after about a couple hours or an hour i say a full hour i want i really want to say and they're just sitting outside <laughs> like you're trying to like quit the first beginning like 20 minutes is like dying of like burning and when they said it was like shower time like oh shit <laughs> it's like that, of course it's gonna like, reactivate again so how long have you been involved in all this like this profession uh this not too long i i, I was in the police academy as well so i've been doing a lot of the training just trying to um i knew eventually i was gonna make it in life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it was just uh just honestly just something you don't quit and give up you just gotta keep going and i took quite a few failures uh fails down the road what was one of the failures you you encountered I quitting my jobs all my jobs and i didn't get nothing out of it like just taking risk honestly quitting a job for another job thinking that was going to be a better job so that really went downhill for me um to it was that it was bad where i was literally outside taking care of the homeless just watching homeless legitly i quit a good job of six years for that what do you think that those failures taught you Take it honestly taught me a risk at least to leave because there's people that don't want to leave their jobs just and then it doesn't go well and well it also I feel like kind of showed you that like you believe in yourself enough that yes. even having a good job after six years like the profession you're in alone like you got to believe in yourself to do something like that like I'm sorry you ain't gonna see me running through a room of fucking bullets flying mm. at me to save no damn client that I don't know <laughs> yeah. like you have to believe in yourself to be able to know that you can get through that to get to your client and protect them correct yeah so it's the same thing even with the failures right definitely uh it's and i, I do recommend everybody's honest you have to take a risk that's part of success i noticed and it sucks in the beginning but you have to really like take that that failure i guess you have to to succeed in life it's it's i think it's a great thing to fail it just teaches you you know you grow and you know more about yourself who you really are um part of that process I mean, it's going to suck. You have to go through emotions during that beginning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, you really have to overcome. You have to, you just can't put yourself down. Um, there was a point I did too. Um, I was putting myself down after like applying with the police stage, uh, police department. And I guess I didn't, I didn't pass a polygraph. Really intense. Like, dang. And like, they why, really, why didn't you pass? Uh, I guess one of the questions. What you lying about? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why did if I cheated on a test? I guess during like the, so before you okay, who has yeah. not? Cheated yeah, exactly. On a no, test. but this is applying when you apply, it's a they have a written test, but this a written test is online, I guess, for everybody. They're really trying to get it. I feel like I couldn't leave the room anymore until I, I said, like, I said I cheated, like, and that's how I felt. Like, that's what they want. They were, they were seeing if you were gonna crack, and I, and I didn't crack. I was like, What are you guys until you were like, about? I did it, I cheated. <laughs> no, <laughs> they were like, just, You cracked. Like, look. We're not, we know you did. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was already like, like just being in there so still, every, that whole process, like, just question for question. Like, literally, you, they ask you a question in the silence, staring at the wall. Don't, you can't even move. And the silent, one minute from full of silence, and then they go to the next question. So, you, you went through a pretty recent situation, right? Correct, yes. That, that was pretty, like. Yes, yes. So, I remember I was actually at Ross shopping, just looking around, uh, and I got a text message from a buddy if I was available because he was doing security for this lady. A 10-minute job for $300, I guess. And I was like, oh, 
I mean, how can you not take that? And I walk, I walked, I so I parked a distance anyway, still from uh, from the home actually. So I walk there, and I see her come out of the back car, the back seat, and she says, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" And I was like, "Good, how are you?" You know, and then she's like, "Could be better," and I walk. <laughs> she tells me to go inside the house with her, and I'm like, oh, "What the heck?" I was like, "I'm here for like you know to help out your you know stepdad or to get him out the car." And then, so I was already like kind of weird. Like she was already giving me this weird vibe. Vibe, yeah. So I she told me to come in and and I just look to the sides of the door, you know, and make sure nothing pops out. And then she's like, "Oh, don't worry, no one's home." In my hand, I'm like, yeah, okay. You're like, my job is yeah, to check corners. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> I got pepper spray in my satchel. <laughs> I'm trying to. No, oh, during that time, I came with nothing. I came with workout clothes because it was, I guess, last an emergency. So I literally had nothing. That's why I was just really nervous, too, just because, what the heck? Like, you had no idea what yeah, was about to happen. Yeah, literally short. I literally, yeah. And you forgot your satchel. I was satchel. training with Lincoln that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I had nothing, literally, yeah. I walked there. And I, once I stepped into the house, I was like, dang, I see a gun already. Right there, right in front of me on the counter. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, so I had, I just played it off. I had to play that off, like, like whatever. Um, and she tells me, first thing, literally, <laughs> out of her mouth, she says, so I have him in the in the car, in the back seat, and I, I got that, I got him drugged up. And I'm like, What? I was like, what do you mean? Like, what is he, like, medicine? Like, no, I drugged him up real good. And I was, I was like, what the heck? In my head, I'm just, like, trying to, like, process, like, what's, wait, hold on. So then I just asked her again, like, you want me just to carry him out here to the, in here, inside the house? And she says, yeah, yeah, I want him to carry, um, carry him. I already have a pillowcase over his head. And that's when I was like, oh, what? Pillowcase. I was just like, what the hell is going on now? Like, a lot of things started going in my head I don't know what made me just ask these questions keep going the same process questions and I asked her again it's like so what is he, what is he doing right now in the back seat and she, he, she tells me like oh he's just you're here you're fine like he's not even moving you it's easy you'll take care of it you know he's like he's he's I knock he's knocked out like and my I'm, I'm already thinking of like, man, I don't want nothing to jump out of that vehicle. Yeah, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, now I, like I'm just gonna like, I would be sitting there like I'm in front of a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm. I already know I wasn't gonna do it. Like, just from that, just like you scaring the shit out of me. I, the hall, the house is dirty. It's empty. Like, I asked this question. So you want to? How do you want me to carry him? Like, or like just carry him any any way? Like, does it matter? Like, and she says, well. You'll be fine. He's got to, like, I have a, a rope around him, um, you know, in his neck. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's going Like, what is wrong with you, lady? Like, what, what are you doing? So just, like, you want me to just fire carry him or something? And she said, no, I want you to strangle him, then bring him inside, and I'll take care of the rest. And I'll wait for you here inside. So she she's literally looking you in the face, saying, "I want you to kill this man." No, 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 strangle. Say they basically yes, but that, that, yeah, strangle. Stra- what, what part? Her words are strangle. Strangle. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. It's the same thing. I know, thing. but you know, <laughs> legal purposes. Legal purposes. Fair <laughs> enough. She's like, I want you to strangle this man. Yes. Bring him inside. No harm, no foul. Oh man, I was just already scared. Just and plus, like I see the handgun there, and it was just like shit, trying to like. So what I told her was like, all right, you know, 
that whole situation, I had to play that like that mental toughness. Like, I had to just shake it off during that moment. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. So I just played that on. I, I said, okay, cool, hold on. Let me just call my partner just to confirm this, you know, um, if, if everything's cool. And then, you know, I'll let, we'll proceed, you know. While I was walking out, I was trying to call him. While I was calling him, she steps out and just like, and I kind of yell at her. I was like, can you please stick go inside, you know, just get the fuck inside real. Just because like now I'm already like, I never, honestly, I never been this scared. <laughs> and slowly I started walking, pacing faster and then. Toward, and I started running after that. And I was like, I was gone. You know? So just just for the listeners, this woman's been arrested, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, she did plead not. So during that moment, uh, within that hour, once I left, she ended up bringing the bringing him inside her house home, and and yeah, so they found him, uh, yeah, dead, her own stepdad. I was really afraid. Like, I don't know why it was going on, but I was afraid to walk by myself anywhere. I just didn't want to be alone. A lot of things were going through my head, trying to process everything. I was just, I don't know how to explain how I was scared. I was just scared. I couldn't walk outside. Just, I can't be by myself for some reason. There was just a lot of things going on. Because I never, this has never happened to me. Like, this is something like, it's just weird. Like, it's just like, I was, I felt it was in the middle of it, everything. And it's, (laughs) a lot of things were going like, not in my head, but like in my body. And it's kind of crazy how like, obviously you're someone who as your profession, like you protect Correct. other people. And in that moment, like you felt yourself, like you weren't protected. Yes. You have to, yeah, you got to read that story. It's like, I know. Yeah. Uh, so this, the story is out yeah. in public now, which is why Brian was able to come on today and, yeah. and talk She's, about it. Today's her trial. I think today uh, is her, her trial. Tri- yeah. Um, from this whole experience, like what did you take from it? Because obviously you were scared to be alone for a uh, yeah, while after honestly, that. Like, what about now? Honestly, I mean, eight. That's that's good. It really did teach me like trust. Um, you really have to be on your toes everywhere. That's when it comes. To, it becomes a lifestyle. So you just you really have to always be ready for shit to go down, no matter what. You just that's the type of lifestyle. But you learn how to just. You're not going to be looking always around like all alert. It's just very sketchy, you know. You just, you, you learn it um, naturally. So let's, if you do body language, let's say you just, let's go to the, you go to the park and just watch people walk. Literally just do it for 10 minutes. Just look at, just look at people walking. Just look at the, just look at the, uh, the scenery of people. And that's how you start picking up people's body language, learning uh learning of others so when you're Mm -hmm. when besides like when you're actually at work when you're in a regular situation like say the gym i mean Mm -hmm. like he so brian actually works with lincoln um when you're in the gym is that is that stuff that you look at at a regular basis like even though you're working out are you looking at other people's body language and like you can't kind of picking up like that yeah yeah like you pick up kind of like what people's like what like their energies their emotions are. yeah yeah you do and i mean i think that's just in general but you know um, when something's out of the ordinary, like even the, the way they're dressed, if that doesn't, it just doesn't fit the crowd, you'll know. And then you learn all this stuff, um, eye movement, like the way they're looking. So can you tell when someone's lying to your face? I, I guess you can say <laughs> that. I guess yeah, yeah, yes and no. It's just I'm so I feel like I'm still learning that just because I even suck at eye contact sometimes. It's just I'm still learning how to do it, and I've been practicing actually with Lincoln trying to engage in that because um, I look away just how I look away with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, you scared me. 
Here I am trying to listen yeah. to the song. <laughs> you keep looking down. <laughs> like I'm trying to it's engage like, I'm with still you. like, yeah, but like when it's work when it's work time, that's a whole different ball game though. It's just you know. But um So oh. how do you, how do you think this is shaping you as a person? It's just being uh, staying to learn, staying alive, I guess you can say. Um it makes you like situation awareness basically um around you always you're always checking your surroundings so i mean look uh, look what has been going on in this like you know like past years yeah yeah, like the whole active shooters like now in schools and stuff like now we're practicing active shooter drills and stuff you know i didn't during my time we didn't practice that so so basically nothing would surprise you no but like so that's the thing like there's situations where people think, I didn't think this would ever happen to me. Like that, like they seen the active shooters, but they didn't think it was gonna actually happen to them until the day it happens. And then they don't even know what to do. Yes, correct. So that's the thing. It's just and that is so true. Like especially right now, we have no idea what's gonna be on the news next. We have no <laughs> idea what's gonna happen tomorrow. We have no idea if suddenly we're gonna go back into lockdown. So it's like, <laughs> and no idea if someone's gonna come into our house doing whatever. Like and. To be honest, like none of us are prepared for anything. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. That's very true. That's why. Except for Brian. Uh, Brian's, no, Brian's yeah. prepared. Hey, yes, you always want to. The, the goal is to prevent. You know, you want to de-escalate or prevent things. You know, if you see something, you want to just leave. Just get out. Take your family or your client. You want to prevent the situation. So be you have. That's why you have to always check, look your surroundings. So you want things. You want to be out of it before it happens. One crazy story, obviously. I didn't even know I was in my car and some guys just slashed my tire literally when I was sitting in my car. He didn't see you. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> see me, but I was there. And I was like, what the hell? You let surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> literally, he was slashing the whole street's tire. And what the hell? My, that's when I see, during that situation, my, my guard was down. I didn't know. I thought I was safe in my own car. Like, just, you know, but. So never be too comfortable. I guess you don't want to. Always yeah. expect the unexpected. Correct. And correct. read the room. Cor- yes. Read the room. Yeah, you hit the money right there. Thank you, Brian, a lot um, for everything that you shared and told us. And honestly, you are definitely one of the first guests I've had on this podcast that is completely different from anybody else. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. No, was, uh, thank you for having me here as well. Uh, it's definitely a pleasure uh, to be here. Something that I like to talk about with everybody as well about this type of work. Um yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I will tag Brian on my Instagram page. And thank you guys again for coming in for another episode of Midnight Thoughts. And I will see you all again next week. <laughs>